Alright, so Black Sheep Podcast It's been quite some time since I did a podcast I did a recording, I should say Um, As a uh, disclaimer I always start off with letting anyone who's willing to listen um, That I do curse I have not been delivered from this Um I get very passionate about certain subjects and it just just comes out. Um, so if vulgarity or offensive language is something that bothers you, again, this is not your safe space. Um, I had intent on doing another podcast back in December regarding a topic that is very... Um, catching a lot of traction right now amongst many things and that will be something about pretty privilege yes pretty privilege um as shallow as it sounds this is something that has been embedded in pop culture various industries um and unfortunately it's something that is just the reality of the world that we live in and i always felt like there's always two sides to the story and then there's the truth and when it comes to this particular topic I feel like it's more subjective um pretty privilege by definition what is pretty privilege I guess it's something that is obvious to what it is you get different privileges based on your physical appearance whether it be um work-related, particular industry, clout, um, interactions with others, relationships. It's a broad spectrum um, of things that come with the notion of being pretty. And it just, it doesn't just apply to to women. It's a cross-gender identity. Um, People who are universally or by popular standards considered to be attractive, seek the benefits of it. And then obviously, like I said, there's always a flip side. So I'm more, I don't know, I'm not a bandwagon person. I don't just automatically believe, oh, if you're pretty, then, you know, the world is at your fingertips type of person. I think there's um, a downside to anything that is considered a a benefit or a privilege just like when it comes to power and wealth there's always a a negative on the other side of that coin um, to obtain that that stature so pretty privilege I'm going to start with myself I don't consider myself ugly I don't want to be pompous I don't want to be arrogant by any means beauty is subjective I have never been told to my face that I was unattractive but I'm like I said it's objective or subjective it's belongs to whatever your preferences are I have felt like I have received 
um, good and bad to being considered an attractive person. And I'm going to try to paint a picture of what that looks like on what I believe to be on what side of this, this pretty privilege um, debate or idea or notion. First and foremost, um, overall, I feel like it's bullshit. And the reason why I think it's bullshit is because if you're someone who, for instance, does not take your your physical appearance or to be deemed attractive, using it as a tool to obtain things or to use it as a, a bargaining tool to get you ahead. If you're a person who actually works and educates themselves and, and, and does the hard work to obtain what you have and your physical appearance is just what it is. You don't have authority or control over that. You didn't, you didn't ask for the face or the body or, or whatnot, whatever you um, want to believe. There's things you can do to modify yourself or enhance yourself. But overall, um, your presentation to, to your job or an interview or how you carry yourself, I feel like has more weight because at the end of the day, you can be um, a, a bombshell, gorgeous, universally attractive, I should say, and have a pretty terrible personality and disposition. And I feel like those characters manifest or begin to manifest physically and you become less attractive. But in hindsight, when you're not in a, a deep encounter with people, like on a friendship level, those are things that usually come out um, in the in, in that situation. So long story short, pertaining to myself, I am an educated woman. I'm a college grad. I, I don't want to say that I'm a scholar by any means, but things that interest me are not deemed superficial. I've always been into... Um, politics, world history, ancient history, um, a huge astronomy um, enthusiast. I have a telescope and I like to brag about that. Now that I've overcame my, like, just being a, deemed weird. It's, it's now empowering for whatever reason. When I, when you're called weird before the pandemic, then it was just like, ew, she's weird. But now it's like, fuck you, I'm weird, I like the stars, and I was doing this before it was it was a trend. So for me, it's like, okay, I have different, I'm not a one-dimensional person, but I am a person of scholastics, you know, and I just so happen to be a, a pretty or whatever. And when... I started a position or being a a paralegal or doing legal background, I have encountered very unbelievable situations solely based off of how I looked. Um, My first job as a paralegal um, when I graduated college, because my whole journey was to become a lawyer. That was my telos. Um, that's what I wanted to do. I was going to become this great civil rights attorney or political, um, powerhouse in some way, because my, my passion was always just to bring about change in the legal field, because I think a lot of, um, great and horrific things happen to people based off of the power of a pen. 
um, law. What someone believed an opinion was, was actually gathered by the masses and then decided that they were going to write this shit down and enforce it. And it became the law of the lands based off of how someone felt at the end of the day. That's just the, the, the bare basics of how stuff transpires since ancient Greece. Um, so for me, that's where I wanted to start. And I felt like law was the way to go. And a part of me still does think that, but I didn't take into account the gray area. And the gray area is the fact that there's trash ass human beings out there. That's just the reality of it. There's people who um, hold their prejudices, their biases, their hypocrisy, their racism, and everything in between in those positions that affect the position you're trying to reach. So for me, when I graduated and my dean of students, we were very close and she gave me the, um, a tip on a personal injury lawyer who was looking for a paralegal in um, the downtown practice of where I live. And I was gung ho about it. I finished my internship at a civil, um, criminal civil law office. I was just ready to um, dive head in. And unfortunately, I didn't do my due diligence and research because I felt like this person being an African-American or being black or a person of color would understand the struggle for another minority to um, get their foot in the door and to excel. And this was not this was not it. (laughs) This person Um, who owned the practice, owned several practices throughout the state of Ohio, um, was a horrific person. And I don't mean that in a basic sense. This person um, was just terrible. Uh, Throughout my tenure there, which was very brief, and I always kept a direct relationship with my dean since she gave me the tip on this position, how... Uh, how the office was being run, the things that I was encountering. And it was very apprentice-like in a, in a very weird, diabolical way. So it had got to a pivotal point where I'm like, this is not it. I know this is not how any office is run. I've been working since I was 14 years old. And I know this person has something going on with them, aside from sexual harassment, um, only wanting to hire female uh, attorneys and associates because he felt like he could be more dominant, very sexist individual. And after I did my due diligence, my documentation, meeting up and corresponding with my dean, um, it got to a point where up until I left, he said to me, "Um, I only hired you because of how you look, quote unquote. You're only going to be um, eye candy for my male clients. Not because I graduated summa cum laude, not because I'm fluent in Spanish as a secondary language and all the other volunteer experiences I had and my ambition to become an attorney someday. It was because of how I looked. That's what this person told me flat out. That was to me one of the defining moments in how I was going to pursue anything career related 
because at the end of the day, all of your ambitions and all your goals can be met with that level of ignorance and shallowness and bullshit. So just how some people who find themselves on the other side of that coin saying, okay, I'm not deemed attractive. No one calls me pretty or people call me ugly or I'm not um, textbook attractive and Western views of beauty. I don't fit that box. Well, there's another side to that. Um, Don't assume that just because someone is considered pretty or attractive that um, petals, the rose petals is being laid at their foot to success. That's, that's bullshit. Unfortunately, there are people who are going to have setbacks and constantly have to prove their, their worth, their intellect and their know-how and integrity because how they physically look is always going to be used as against them or as a tool to diminish them or to manipulate them and unfortunately in many cases to harass them and not to say that these things don't happen to people who feel like they're not attractive or haven't been told that but at the end of the day everything that glitters isn't gold and when you are trying to be in a legal profession or probably medical profession or something that's not um, Hollywood then those things affect you in a different way I have to say now I can't speak for a singer or actress um, but I can reflect on people who have unfortunately lost their lives in those industries or been um, harassed or or treated like shit and the big names that I like to go to because everybody seems to know who these people are is obviously Marilyn Monroe Dorothy Dandridge Anna Nicole Smith, um, which her, like a docu-series came out about her not too long ago, and um, my husband and I, we watched it, and I'm not going to lie, I thought she was just this pretty dingy um, Marilyn Monroe knockoff, you know, I'm just like, just a typical um, Anglo-Saxon woman getting everything thrown at her, and she's getting made fun of and dragged because... um, she doesn't know how to articulate things and unfortunately when you educate yourself and you really get an understanding of what other people's walks are you realize that it's it's more than that this woman actually had something else going on with her from her early childhood and she never she didn't develop into an adult way of thinking and she was definitely taken advantage of because of her looks and her potential and you've seen that up until her death and her demise and it's really really sad that no one advocated for her everybody just basically she's pretty she can make money we gonna milk her for that and this whole entire documentary pointed that out and unfortunately she's not the only one who has endured something like that and there's many people I believe who go through those things and the go-to was you know Marilyn Monroe Dorothy Dandridge being assaulted and and raped and being forced to do sexual acts in order to get roles and things like that it's it's um it's despicable so I really hope that people in any case will educate themselves and really 
take the opportunity to look at things from a different perspective before they just all or nothing with their thought process on what another person endures just because they can't relate to it. Um, you don't have to agree. It's not about agreeing or disagreeing. Um, at the end of the day, what you want to believe in is up to you. What you do is up to you. Just be accountable for the consequences of it, which is something people don't like to hear or don't like to be. Um, but that's just my spin on it. Aside from that, the, the pretty privileged debate still will go on. It will still linger. Um, still to this day, 36 years old, still subject to the pretty privileged idea. Um, on the flip side, when it comes to the, the work element of it, um, same sex issues. And what I mean by that is I notice that I will tend to have a, how do you say it? I don't want to say tug of war, but I don't really get along with females. Uh, particularly ones who see a pretty person who's educated, has integrity or has drivers, just, it's more of a threatening approach. It's like, it's very few and far in between where I actually have solid relationships with, um, co-workers, not unlike there's this expectation that co-workers have to be your friends because I'm really not for that, but actually having a rapport with female counterparts and in, in workplaces and in, in general, because it's just this assumption that, oh, well, pretty bad. She's stuck up. She's going to be this, that, and the other and think she's all that. And it's just this automatic write-off. And what I don't seem to understand is it's, it's hypocritical. And if you're a person who disagrees, that's fine. But you're very, you're judging someone based off the same merit that you feel judged by. Isn't that not shallow in itself? If you feel like someone is pretty and they're going to mistreat them because they're pretty, because you believe A, B, and C about them, which are all stereotypes, are you not shallow yourself? So if a person that is pretty who calls someone, thinks someone is ugly and they treat them indifferently, that's considered shallow. So if a person who f- doesn't feel like they're a part of the, the pretty privileged tribe does the same thing, would that not also in return be shallow? That's a rhetorical question, obviously. So for me, I just never got into this rhythm of rapport with female counterparts at the job or really in general just because of this idea that the things that is supposed to interest me because I'm pretty does not interest me. Um, Like I said, I've been classified as an introvert, weird, into things that so-called pretty people have never been interested in. So it's been taboo for me to engage with other people about these things who are not deemed quote unquote pretty, which I just think is ridiculous. So it's like, I'm trying to infiltrate something that I don't belong to, which is asinine. So for me, I just think that this talk about pretty privilege, it will go on forever because again, beauty is subjective. We live in an industry, or not an industry, but in a world where there's um, just theft. 
features. You have um, white women and Asian women, black fishing on Instagram and other media outlets and getting paid to market certain brands for it. And as being a a black woman, um, that's one of the hardest things for me to, to deal with and swallow because it's features and things that by Western civilization was not deemed as attractive or deemed as pretty is actually being manipulated to women who don't look like this at all, but to sell, to sell pretty, to sell a brand, to make money and profit off of it, which is just, excuse me, fucking unbelievable. But that's the reality that we live in. And I just would hope, again, that people take a look at their belief system and question certain things as it pertains to how others are treated. Um, Pretty privilege, does it exist? Yes. Is it what it's, is it all what it's cracked up to be? Hell to the gnaw. Um, Do I think that as far as my pretty privilege goes, has it been beneficial to me? Uh, yet to be determined because I think other variables are play a bigger role in any of my uh, comeuppance or setbacks than my actual physical appearance. I would say my skin tone has more of an effect on that. And that's, and that's for a, a later topic which will be about systemic racism. And yeah, we talk about it a lot. And until that shit ends, it will continue to be talked about. And I am not beyond talking about that subject. So in one of my future podcasts, I will be going down the systemic racism road and giving my two cents. But um, I need to be more consistent with doing this. I have an opinion. I have more than an opinion. My opinion is no less or more valuable than anybody else's. But one thing about me, I always try to back up my opinions with some form of facts. Um, I think people who just have an opinion about everything just for the sake of it is annoying.com. And I'm I'm woke, but I'm no woke lord. (laughs) Big difference. So I'm going to start podcasting a lot more. I've only done one episode and I think I'm going to record back to back because I just there's some things on my noggin that I should just get out and I don't see why I shouldn't so if you are someone who took the time to listen to me again Nicole Marie Black Sheep Podcast and hear me out